Have you ever wanted to be more superhuman? Are you ready to contribute to the future of humanity while well, you're in the right place? Join Michelle and AJ now for the Becoming Superhuman podcast. You'll be glad that you did. Hi, everyone. Pop your um, location into the chat box. And if you're on uh, Facebook Live, welcome back to the Superhuman Summit. We're here for the afternoon shift of day three. Already it's been an epic morning. We've had fabulous presentations yet again. Thank you to everyone who's been tuning in. It's just been amazing seeing so many people hopping online and getting in and being part of this summit. You can probably see in front of me right now, I have two amazing humans who are just beaming out with their radiance. So hello to Casey Warwick and Urbane Lawrence. Hello. 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 You're up in the sunny coast, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. We're located in Budrum and it's just like a little mini haven. It's so nice. Awesome. And just notice when you're chatting, you just chatted to me privately. So you might want to pop that in for everyone to see. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) You can send me secret messages throughout. That's okay. Um, And over on Facebook, we want to say hello, um, Isabella, Tracy, Lisa, other people are watching. Dora. Hello, hello. Hello, Hello, Karen. Hey, guys. (laughs) So, Day three of the summit, and we earlier heard from Phil Preston about how you can increase your impact through superhuman collaboration, which was awesome, and everyone was collaborating throughout the call. Lots of activity on the Facebook group over there during the Became part humans to this. Can everyone hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah. Yep. Right, yep. Okay. A little bit messy with the internet. Yes. So, welcome everyone. I was saying, make sure you pop your name in and where you're coming from so we know where you are. Um, hi, Michelle. She's saying, oh, dropping out. Now it's good. Okay. Good to hear. Hopefully, the internet holds stable for us. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, well, where ours is pretty good here. We run businesses from home, so it should be. <laughs> so if I drop off, stay on, guys. <laughs> awesome. We have been blowing it up during the Superhuman Summit. We had 300 people trying to get onto a call yesterday because it was just so popular, and we've had to expand our bandwidth to let more people on because it's been so popular. Um, make sure if you're listening in um, here on Zoom or if you want to, you can go over to Facebook Live in the Superhuman Summit group. So make sure you ask to join that group. And it's a great way of going and watching replays. So if it's your lunchtime, welcome. Hope you're enjoying your lunch. Um, if you can't listen right now, you can always pop in and watch it later as a replay in the Superhuman Summit group. And we've got over 500 people in there now and they're all interacting and sharing and raising the vibration of this planet and humanity. So mm-hmm. let me hand over in a moment to Casey and Urbane. These guys are partners in life and in crime, shall we say. <laughs> you can tell by the smiles on their face, right? Um And they're going to talk to us about a really interesting topic, and that's the art of becoming undone and upgraded. 
And when we're here talking about how do we become more superhuman, a lot of what we've been talking about is not just how do I do that personally, but how do I do that with others? And how do I expand and work through my past and anything that's holding me back so that collectively we can stride forward? These guys are going to deep dive into self-sabotage. Yeah, scary stuff. And I've known them for quite a long time. I've, I've known Irvine a little less than Casey, but I've known both of them and had the privilege of seeing their absolute trajectory of growth, the pair of them, both personally, professionally in their businesses of late. And they really work with people, with couples, with people who are wanting to move ahead in leaps and bounds so that they can overcome this self-sabotage and so that they can grow as better humans and embed better programs to really survive and thrive in this world. Um, I've loved Casey for a long time. She's been a member of my Leading Ladies tribe. She's also been my PT for a while along the way and we've done a lot of work together over the years and it's an honour and privilege to now have Urbane in the little circle of Casey's world, um, <laughs> adding loads of value. And I know Casey's an NLP practitioner, a coach. She's had an amazing career already at such a young age because she only looks 18. I know you're thinking that. Um, and Urbane does lots of work in the breathwork space and both of them are just beautiful, grounded, centred humans. So I know you're going to love what they've got to share. And so over to you. I'm going to shut up and I'll just jump in now and then. Remember, everyone, there's a chat box here in Zoom. There's also the chat in Facebook. There's also the Q&A part. And if you really want to ask a question of them, please raise your hand and type it into the Q&A section. Otherwise, feel free to chat amongst yourselves and with us throughout the process on Facebook and here in Zoom. So welcome, you guys. Over to you. Thank you. Thank you. We wanted to start in today because... At the moment with what's going on, there's been so much preface on conspiracy theories and what everyone else is doing rather than working in. And as we know, as within, so without. So today we're going to go deep diving into what we believe are the foundational pillars of understanding truth within self and undoing all those sabotage habits and upgrading to the higher self. So, Mm, And I think... Like this is why I just want to shout out to all the conspiracy theorists and you know everyone that sort of gets along with it because this is really the process. Um, you know, if we want to talk about coming undone, like think about what's come undone in the last couple months. Like it's a whole paradigm shift, and I think from all this event and everything that's been happening around the world, it's a great opportunity for us to really consciously choose how we want to start to live from here. Mm. And so with this mass awakening of what's happening, you know, we're not only just starting to look at what's going on in our careers, we've actually been put in situations where we have to face head on in relationships and all the things that want to come up, like that have been bubbling under the surface. Now I can guarantee it's starting to come to the surface. Like we're seeing numbers in domestic violence rise. We're seeing everyone starting to shift and the cracks are starting to come through. So What we want to really dive into is how do we step into ourselves so we can show up for others as well? Because moving forward, and you spoke on collaboration before, moving forward in life, you know, we all know we don't get out of this place alone. Like we can't do what we need to do to succeed on our own. There's always other people. And when we can learn to lean into that, 
we can actually grow. But the only way that we can truly do that is by understanding the foundation within ourselves. Mm. Mm. So we look at like when people are starting to wake up, right? Everyone's starting to wake up and everyone's starting to watch more and more YouTube. We got all this time off. Um, and it's really like waking up to this agenda and this paradigm that's been um, really enforced by a few at the top. And what we have to realize is that, you know, as um, people, you know, people have the power. Mm-hmm. The people have the power. And it's through our micro decisions and the way that we live our life um, that we really actually make change. And um, a lot of us have lost faith in the government. A lot of people don't vote because they have no faith and they can start to see that whoever they vote for, it's two sides of the same coin. So the way we get to vote now and the way we get to create change is by voting with our dollars, by voting with our energy and where we spend our time, where we spend our energy and where we put our focus. Mm. So today we're going to dive into a little bit of what we believe, um, you know, ultimately the whole realm of collective consciousness comes back down to and it's focusing on the smaller parts of life and that is really coming back into a holistic health centre. So our foundations for both of us before we came together was, you know, health. I was a personal trainer, Obeyne's a holistic health coach. And for anyone who is in the space of becoming undone or understanding what it is, to remove trauma, to work through all those patterns, our body has to be healthy enough and strong enough to actually be able to hold that container, to be able to move and fluidly let all that stuff flow. So... Mm, um so everyone's got traumas, right? Absolutely. If I could just jump in there, Sister Janty yesterday really talked about strong body, strong mind, and mm. the fact that we can be doing meditations and things to keep our mind strong, but we also have to be taking care of the physical vessel as well, and that it all kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. 100%. Yes. 100%. Um, yeah, well, we say, you know, healthy people make healthy choices and have healthy thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Um, where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, so one of our core pillars that we believe, um, and you know, we spoke about the flow of moving in with our bodies, so things can move, things can actually heal. We can let the cells do what they need to do, and it starts with hydration, right? Far too many people are allowing themselves to drink coffee and drink all these watered down you know, well, not watered down, but watered down foods ultimately like Coke and and Cordial and all these sorts of things. But, you know, what the science is saying that if your water is discoloured, it then has to go through the digestive tract, which we don't actually get to stay hydrated Mm. with. So this is the first of um, what are the six foundation principles of health. And I think this is uh, really what this virus has brought up is that a lot of people have been giving their power away when it comes to health, um, relying on this medical paradigm that doesn't really, um, it doesn't profit off health, right? It profits off disease. So it's always only ever um, treating the symptom and not treating it at the root cause. So when um, when we t- talk about t- uh, coaching in a holistic way and coaching at a lifestyle level, we're talking about not treating a disease that has a person. We're treating it. We're talking about coaching a person to 
create a lifestyle and to create a vessel where disease can't take hold in the first place. Mm. If we break the word down of disease, it's literally the body in dis-ease, you know, so it's when we're constantly contracting and, and spiraling in, our body doesn't have the capacity or the ability to do what it naturally is meant to do in the functional space. Um, so we're just talking about... And maybe on- this is a good moment just to get people to chat in the chat box. Um, maybe if you could just type a why uh, for a yes, if this is something you've experienced, as in you've experienced dis-ease in some way in your body, maybe you were lacking hydration and maybe you found that you only go to the doctors or they're only interested when you're in disease as opposed to working with you when you're healthy. So feel free in the chat box. If that's happened for you, put a yes. Yeah, here we go. We're getting yeah, some guys yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. So if this has been the experience for some of you. Right. Um, so just with the hydration, um, we thinking about water and just um, how it's sort of been bastardized in, in the sense of tap water. You know, there's so much shit that's been added to our water. Um, and coming back to a place where we can, again, vote with our dollars and start to um, buy spring water, start to find a local spring around you and go collect your own water, starts to purchase filtered water. And um, it's like the corporate structure of the world right um it, re- it reacts to how people are spending their money mm. so when we start to vote with our dollars in this way we're going to start to see more and more of that come in which is why if you look in the supermarkets we're now starting to see more organic products we're starting to see more vegetarian options because people are starting to vote with their dollars and starting to eat this way mm. yeah yeah, and so that goes on to our next pillar within the six um, pillars. So it's nutrition. And then, you know, when it comes down to, and we're seeing um, here, Dora's just said, you know, experiencing disease in the past week in her stomach. And, you know, our body really, really does respond in a way where it listens to everything that's going on. And, you know, when we're talking about blocks and stuff in the body, it can have such a massive impact of where we can digest our food, where we can actually store our nutritional intake. So when we're talking nutrition, by allowing ourselves to make it simpler for the body to break down, i.e. taking out the chemicals, taking out the things that are going to cause larger impact on the organs, we get to actually give our body more leverage and more energy to utilise in other spaces. So if you're eating organically and things like that, you're going to actually be saving, A, your health, And if you do it the right way, like we have had a lot of people say to us, you know, oh, it's so expensive to eat organically, but cut out the middleman and it's not all like we get our veggies delivered each week from the farmers and it's cheaper to do it that way organically than it actually is to buy it in the shop. So lots of ways our hunger is triggered, isn't it, by packaged foods and things like that. So sometimes eating less healthily actually means you end up eating more. And a few people on uh, Facebook just said, yes, during the current COVID-19, too much chocolate eating, and I don't even like chocolate. So, yeah. you yeah. know, a lot of what's going on is triggering different behaviours and patterns for people right now. Yeah. And uh, another thing what you'll find with your nutrition is that the body doesn't, um, the body doesn't feel satisfied until it's, until it feels um, like it's obtained the, the nutrition it needs which is why um, we can mow through a whole pack of chips and a whole block of chocolate because 
you yes your body is physically it can feel it's receiving food but it's getting down there and it's like bro where's the nutrition at you know <laughs> like you're feeding me but it's got no substance to it mm. so it's like you find um you can eat a massive bag of mcdonald's but when you start to um eat organically farmed foods um especially meat like you can have a small plate and you'll feel full a lot quicker mm. And unconsciously, because like a lot of people too, when we're talking nutrition, if we're distracting ourselves watching TV whilst eating, it also subliminally, it doesn't allow the body to concentrate on the energy given in the digestive system. So people will be then overeating and they'll be not thinking about what they're putting in their mouth. And, you know, it comes back to like having a prayer with your food and consciously eating. So you're nourishing your body and coming back into it. Like for us, you know, we've got a little ritual that we pray with our food every single time we eat so then that way we're bringing in good chi in with the body and we're actually allowing that to come in that's such a good tip for people listening and watching in and whether a prayer is your thing or a little meditation or just some gratitude you know to give thanks to the farmers or people who have created and produced this food for you to eat I know in my own experience, the nutrition has been one of the biggest elements in also fixing health and some thyroid issues I had. And I don't know if you can see my mega green juice. <laughs> but I know for me, the days that I miss my mega green juice, because that's how I get loads of my nutrients really up front in the day. When I mm. miss that, I'm far more likely to snack and want sugary things. But when yes. I had that nutrition first thing in the morning, I feel energized and I feel full and I can go hours and hours without thinking about food. Yeah, and we've yeah. also got to think we condition our brain with what we eat. So if you're eating sweet stuff in the morning, your brain is going to crave sweet stuff throughout the entire day. So it's really important to how are you setting yourself up? Yeah, just wanted to touch again on like the gratitude and just sending some gratitude and positive energy into your food, um, helping to raise the vibration before you bring it into your vessel. And um, like you said, yes, having gratitude for the farmers, for everyone that's brought it to you, but just like taking a time to be like in awe of the fact that it actually takes the whole universe to put that food on your plate, right? It takes the sun, which is a star, it takes energy from not only the, the cosmos, but takes energy from the earth, the soil, um, the water, the air like literally everything from the animals and and just be in awe and let the little magic back into your life you know I think that's what's missing uh, a lot is that consciousness of magic um and just realizing that fuck like it's think about the journey that it's been on anyway before I get too before I get too lost in the stars with it um just touching on that importance of organic food um to bring it back to the collective consciousness and the healing of the planet as well so majority of um pollution is from agriculture right it's the the fact that some of this food from stores has literally been transported around the world it's been transported from thousands of miles away so not only by buying from closer to the source, i.e. the farmers, and getting as close to the farmer as you can when you're buying it, either buying directly, buying from a farmer's market or a um, like an organic uh, food shop that sources straight from the farmer, it's closing that 
um, carbon footprint that each of that these foods have have um, taken to get to you. And with um, the organic foods, like the agricultural business, right, is just an, another chemical factory finding a way to, you know, to spend money or to bring money in. Sorry. And if you look at the sort of subsidies that the government gives out to big agricultural businesses, it's like fucking ridiculous. It makes it so hard for any sort of farmer doing the right thing by us and by the earth to actually make it in the world right now. Mm. So it comes back again to that, you know, voting with your money, voting where mm. you're putting it back to it. And, you know, money is just an energetic exchange. And when we can actually get into the mindset of going, where am I going to give my energy? That can also come back to me because everything is cyclical. What we put out, we give back in. How can we make sure that we're maintaining and bringing that back in in a good space? So, you know, and that moves on to our next thing, which is the next pillar is sleep, right? A lot of people, they're operating from like anywhere between six to perhaps four hours of sleep. I know I did this for a really long time. And in turn, I'd actually completely thrown my whole circadian rhythm out. I'd thrown my body's ability to heal, my actual way in which I could psychologically repair and mentally, physically repair my body had completely shifted because we're not giving enough energy to the things that actually matter as a human being. And being part of being superhuman is being able to actually heal the best light possible with our body, right? Mm. So, yeah, like that's also fucking with our hormones, right? When we're not getting the right sleep, sorry for swearing, mm. but um, look, when we're not getting the right amount of sleep, our adrenals starting to get um, taxed mm. because we're using so much of our stress response throughout the day just to stay up and just to stay awake. And we're getting a shorter period of that um, melatonin and serotonin and our rest and repair um, hormones that you know, giving our body a chance to really reset itself. Mm. So with these first three pillars, right, we got hydration, nutrition, and sleep. Um, these are really the yin aspects of life. So we talk about balancing. Um, Casey's huge on the masculine and the feminine. So uh, I was sort of lean more towards the yin and the yang. So these other aspects of um, health and lifestyle that are really the yin essence. So we use these to rest and recover, to bring in and to, um, to, yeah, to slow down. These are what can help stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, right? And majority of people these days are so stressed out um, and it's because they're so far in the yang. They're so far in the masculine of life and they're constantly in the sympathetic nervous system where they're stressing their bodies to the point of collapse, to the point of disease. Mm. Yeah, and, and when we're talking about that, you know, if we look at the people who are driving in the career and they're pushing and they're, you know, I've got to do the thing and do the do, right, this is where the, the one area they're usually lacking is sleep, nutrition and hydration. And this was actually the foundation for the whole Undone movement was what do I have to, like, learn? How could I actually step in and stop doing the do? And, you know, when I was coaching with you, Heidi, you'd always say to me, stop doing the do. And, you know, it was a big part of, like, learning how to bring in that yin essence and step truly into the human side of who we be, you know? 
So moving into the gang. people, I should just say, in the Facebook group that are like going, like, 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 like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so, it's so, yeah, so vital. And people that we need to get back to the basics. We're not empty vessels, but we need to work mm. with nature and nurture our bodies. Stephen's saying, right down my alley, um, conscious eating, conscious cooking, buying consciously, eating with gratitude. So, yeah, what you're saying is really resonating for everyone in this yin part. Yeah, and it's just coming back to source. Like if we think back to our ancestral times, you know, what did they value the most? How their food was collected, how they came into prayer when they ate, how they all gathered as a community. You know, for, for centuries Food has been the celebration of life and a lot of people have forgotten that. They've given it convenience. They've given it just like, oh, I'll just down this because I've got to get on with the next thing. But we're forgetting the essence of who we be, of what our ancestors and our tribes and our communities were built upon. Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel like the worst thing you can do is think of food as just calories, right? Because it's not just a number. Food is literally um, – a life, source. a life source. Food is a source of energy and information. So you're bringing that energy in, but you're also bringing in the information of what it holds. Mm. Especially like if we're talking for people who do eat meat, if you're buying food that has been put through the ringer and those animals have been tortured and those animals have like literally had a really, really hard life and then you're wondering why you're getting sick and you're feeling down and feeling heavy, you're taking that energy in and a lot of people don't quite get that. I know every time I've had like a spiritual up leveling, the first thing I wanted to turn away from was me. And it was because my body wasn't integrated in that space. Whereas now, if we are to eat meat, it only ever comes from a holistic place, mm. like a place that has actually thoroughly looked after and the welfare of those animals as well. Because as a human being, we want to be taking in and giving back to Mother Earth in a proper way. You know, and it, it's welcoming them into your vessel as well, right? Like even plants as well. Um, like the Secret Life of Plants is a great book that sort of lets us know that there is a source of consciousness in plants. So it's like welcoming um, these beings in, whether it's plant or animal, and um, just welcoming them into your vessel to sort of join together, so that you can help to uplevel their consciousness by bringing them into you, and that together. Um, if you make the right choices, have the right thoughts, make the right decisions, that together we can all make the world a better place, which is truly the universe coming together through and expressing itself through us. Mm. I think Ayurveda medicine would really reinforce that, where it talks a lot about the need for eating prana-rich food. And it's so easy to identify that. It's just look for live food, you know, Mm. as you walk around the market. Yeah, and is it colourful, is it vibrant, is it juicy, and does it have a lot of water content? Because that's usually mm-hmm. telling you also that it's live and it's going to hydrate you. Anything in a packet or a box, like a lot of cereals and things, people think they're doing well eating yeah. roughage. The best roughage yeah. you could eat is more like a celery. <laughs> so. yeah, I, think, I think the one thing that I really noticed too, and, you know, take this with a grain of salt for anyone else, but have a look at your own energy when you're cooking. I know when I'm cooking with fresh really yummy food I get super energized and excited I'm like oh my god it's so yummy like and when we think about that like that's that's literally the the food speaking to us it's it's already integrating with who we be like because it is coming from such a life-filled place okay so moving on we're gonna 
the next foundation principle of health is movement, right? And um, there's a lot of like different ways to move your body. There's a lot of different um, things that people like to do. You've got this whole CrossFit movement. You've still got a lot of uh, bodybuilding style movements out there to your like marathon and ultra runners. And we always just say like the best type of movement is what you enjoy and what you'll do consistently. Mm. Right? Because it's no good, um, you know, signing up to a gym and being all motivated on January the 1st, but by February the 2nd, um, you're not going anymore. Mm. And it's really important that like, you know, we both come from the, the space of like, we've got to do this exercise and we've got to do that exercise to the point where, you know, you get over it and you stop wanting to actually listen to your body and ask it, what does it need? Do I need fast movement today or do I need slow movement? Like, Do all, I need to rest? Yeah, like all of this is super, super important and not enough people are actually tuning into energetically, where is my body sitting? Like what do I truly need, not what I should do because people should all over the place and they don't actually allow themselves to truly go, what am I feeling? What am I wanting and needing to create the best version of me today? And like we're talking about the balance of the yin and the yang, there's this um, really yang masculine approach to any sort of movement these days, right? It's that no pain, no gain, um, work hard, play hard, play hard kind of attitude. And it's like a lot of people are just starting to burn themselves out once again with adrenal fatigue and just um, stimulating those stress hormones and cortisol that, that start Especially to Especially when they're having, like, pre-workouts before mm. training. Like, those things are like death in a bottle. <laughs> and just relating it to sleep, if you're training late at night or late in the afternoon, then that stress response and that those um, elevated stress hormones are still up there when you're going to bed. So um, that can have an effect on your sleep as well. Mm. So what about for people I know when I was in corporate land and I exercised in an A-type personality way every day while I was a corporate refugee and so I would do hard workouts, you know, almost to the point of wanting to vomit with lactic acid. I'd get to the car park and think, oh, I could go back in. Um, mm-hmm. And it was very much when I was operating from my head space and not very mm-hmm. grounded. What about for people watching that go, how do I tune in and tap in to go, what movement does my body need today? Is it fast? Is it slow? Is it rest? What are some of your tips for how do you tune into that? First and foremost, I would be asking them like, A, like when you go to do that, are you finding yourself in a space of resistance? Because resistance energetically, right, we go, we have a lot of fear in our mind and that might create a story, but resistance is like, is my body struggling with this movement? Like, can I physically do it? Am I forcing something? Because if we're in a state of force, we're going backwards in life, right? And if we're allowing ourselves to constantly be pushing and pushing and pushing our body, our body is going to go into a catabolic stage. It's going to start breaking down the tendons, the muscles, and the things that actually need healing. So it's like, if I'm stiff and sore, what's some active, slower recovery I can do for myself, i.e., yoga movement how can I just maybe potentially go for a walk like all of this stuff matters I know I've been injured for a little bit now and my thing has just been going for a walk and doing some zone exercises to clear the energetic chakras like it's not always having to be this big strong like and I come from that background the crossfit the bodybuilding style and 
when your body starts breaking down, that's when we, we, ha- we don't listen. And more than ever, so many people are in that, that fight or flight mode consistently because they don't actually understand that I don't need to be in this. Mm. And the trauma response is when their body's constantly flighting in this cortisol level and then they go, oh, my God, if I'm not doing the deal, I'm not good enough. That's not, that's not human nature to actually be like that. We should be able to rest. We should be able to, you know, come back in. And, and you explain it so well, like, you know, back in the day when we would hunt for our food or there was something, a big bear chasing us, that's when the cortisol would check in and we'd go, okay, I need my adrenaline now. But people are operating from that every single day and wondering why their body's not allowing them the space to rest. And then um, just to touch on that from a deeper level of people familiar with Joe Dispenza's work, our body starts to get addicted to those chemicals and that set of chemicals. So even when you're trying to make a change or crossing the river of change, as he, as he says it, um, because your body's addicted to those chemicals, it's going to, you know, subconsciously manifest situations and circumstances that are going to cause you to stress out a lot more. Mm. So when asking how, how do you slow down or how do you choose different movements? The first thing, um, I'd, I'd say is like, do you slow down? Like, do you take time to sit to sit in the silence? Do you take time to um, slow down to the speed of wisdom? Mm. And, and that actually comes into our next pillar, <laughs> big things, mm. our next pillar, which is breathing. You know, so many humans, and I say this because I was one of them and sometimes I still have to catch myself in it. We only use 10, 10% of capacity of our lungs, Right. And if we look at that, where else is that showing up in your life where you're only using 10% of your capacity? If you actually were to breathe all the way in and feel the depth of what something could be, what could you create further for or like further off? Mm. Right? Well, the most powerful thing I think to change for anyone is the breath and where they're breathing from, right? Because we're, it can just center us so, um, so well, so easily. Like it's so simple that, it's like, fuck, how did I not know this all along? Right. And so a lot of people are stuck up in their chest, breathing in their chest. But like the way that we're physiologically meant to breathe is on the inhale, like an extension of the spine, uh, expanding of the ribs and then dropping your diaphragm right down. So if you put your hand on your belly button as you're inhaling, you should literally feel your belly button like raise and expand and come out. And breathing deep down into the sacral, into the bottom of the gut. And it's as simple as just putting your hand there and taking three deep, slow breaths, and you'll feel a shift. Like there's no question about it. You'll feel yourself slow down. You'll feel your mind chatter starting to slow down just with three simple breaths. And it's purely from taking our energy from here, literally back into our body. And that's what we forget. And I know for myself, I suffered with anxiety for years. And I remember I used to say to me all the time, chat, 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 like in the head because I couldn't get out of it. And it wasn't until I fully learned how do we drop in, literally take that time to drop into the breath, to come back into what our body is calling for. If you haven't sat with your breath and actually felt where are my pain body sitting, where am I truly feeling tightness or resistance, now we like, we'll actually invite you to explore that. 
just mm. breathing in and going, where do I feel a little bit of resistance in my body? What does that actually mean for me? And we've already had a couple of speakers. Like we had Sister Chanty yesterday. We had Charlotta. We've got our meditation every morning with Stephen and our guests mm. who are reminding us to do just that, to return to the breath. And I think mm. more than anything, that's our best source of energy apart from water and the sun and plants is our own breath and it's free and it's accessible anywhere. And it's the one thing that we need no external force for. It is literally only within self. There's been studies of breatharians who have lasted years and years and years purely from breath. And it's when they're learning to use their own source of energy as a life force that they can do that. And just to keep um, running with the theme of the yin and the yang, so when we're up in our chest breathing like, um, that's the same sort of breathing you have when you're running. And so when you're stuck in the chest breathing, it's still stimulating that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight response, those stress hormones, and bringing it back down into the belly and taking deep, full round breaths actually stimulates our parasympathetic nervous system, which is why we start to feel different and relaxed when we, when we drop into our belly, when we drop into our, our center. Mm. And that also, it takes us out of that chatter, as we said. And that is our actual sixth point, is the thinking side of it. Yeah, so the sixth sixth foundational principle is thinking and our thoughts. Everything starts with our thoughts, right? It's it's been um, the simple uh, equation for manifestation. Everywhere you look is thoughts, words, and actions. So everything starts in the mind. And uh, a lot of, of this becoming undone is about undoing the conditioning patterns and the limiting beliefs that we have in our mind. And the thing is, everyone here goes, oh, that's my thoughts. It's, and, you know, I've got this going on. And, and what we don't actually think or speak of often is energetically, they're not your thoughts. They've come from a collective consciousness and it's up to us to decide how we're going to act on them. They are now your responsibility as they are with you. But how do you choose to respond from that? Do you choose to let go of that conditioning or do you choose to run with it and play into the victim mindset of it? And until we can understand where do we go with this, how do I choose what I'm going to live by? Am I going to run the story of my parents? Am I going to run the story of my childhood and truly allow myself to go, I want something different? I'm going to model that person instead. I'm going to choose to think bigger and brighter and, and actually take hold of what I truly want. Then, And, and um, at the same time, like, it's a lot of work and recognising um, that, you know, giving these traumas their, uh, their space and giving them their, um, giving them their due because it hurts. And um, like Casey says, we can't heal it until we feel it. And especially like I work with a lot of men and as men, you know, we aren't given the space through childhood and through conditioning to really go there and to really feel that our emotions Um, and, you know, certain emotions are are given more credit. Like we're allowed to feel a certain way. We're allowed to look that way, but we can't um, be vulnerable and we can't show our softer side, Mm. Um, you know, which is, really keeping us trapped it's keeping us trapped in these cycles of trauma because um until you look at it 
until you heal it, it'll keep showing up in your life and it'll keep repeating itself. There's a beautiful book, Conversations with God, and the one line that comes up throughout that entire book is you cannot disown that which you have not owned. And so many of us decide that we're going to hide our shadow. We're going to hide the things that we don't want to look at. We're going to sweep it under the rug. But it comes out in the body in other manifestations like dis-ease, illness. You know, we might be manifesting like fearful objectives or situations that we haven't wanted to, you know, really have in our life. But it's because we're not willing to look at the thoughts that we've created through our experiences and our trauma that has been given to us throughout life. Um, so, like, with these, we'll um, so we probably move into QA. Okay. Um, and I'm just conscious of that. And I think these three, uh, the six pillars hydration, nutrition, um, sleep, movement, breath, and thinking are so super valuable. How do we start implementing and integrating now? How do we undo <laughs> in order to redo? I think the biggest thing is to start asking yourself whenever you're in any of these spaces is, is this serving my higher self? You know, is the water I'm having serving my higher self? Is the food I'm purchasing serving my higher self? Is the movement I'm doing honouring where I'm at to make me come into my higher self? Mm. Yeah, is it effective or is it ineffective? Like the results are showing up in your life and just owning where you're at. Mm. But where you are at right now, wherever it is, it's literally an accumulation of the actions of everything that you've done in your life. So owning that mm. and then just recognizing that I've got the power to choose. Like, where do I go from here? How do I choose to live my life now? I think the really, the really big important thing to understand is like we, we teach this stuff in our group courses, obviously. This is just the foundation of who you be. There's so many other things that this trickles out into that we haven't even touched on yet. Our relationships, you know, how we show up with money, how we show up in our career, all these things are affected by these six foundational pillars. And so if you're finding like maybe your relationship is falling to the wayside or maybe your career isn't where you want it to be, have you actually honoured your vessel enough yet to allow it to hold the container? Like in order for us to hold something, we need to make our container strong enough to be able to actually hold it and it comes down to who you be and who what you are actually giving to your vessel so if you're not having the life that you want are you actually nourishing a vessel are you giving it the space to grow into the container it needs to be to be able to hold the life that you truly want so the last thought that I had um before questions was yeah like how do we how can we choose to live a life now that not only serves us but serves the earth and serves humanity as a whole Mm. Um, and circling back to the start, how we said, along with the conspiracy theorists, like this paradigm is literally undone. Like mm. life is, as we know it, it's 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 come to a stop. It's come to a grinding halt. And guess what? Like we're all still alive. You know, no one, like no one's hurt. And like it, we don't have to go back to the way it was. And do we want to? Do we want to go back to the way it was? Mm. Um. So to touch on the conspiracy theorists, what a lot of them are saying is that there's this 1%, right? There's this 1% at the top, the puppeteers that are pulling the strings. And what I just wanted to present is that we are the 1%. If you have a phone in your hand, a laptop, you are literally in the top 1% of richest people in the world. There is that many people 
um, that are living in third world countries that don't have these luxuries, that don't have these privileges that we're blessed with. And we are the 1%. We get to decide. We can't stop. Uh, we can't wait. We can't give our power away to governments anymore. We can't give our power away to politicians anymore. Um, and we have to start to yeah vote with our actions, vote with our money, um, vote with our choices and just how, how we decide to live our life. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to close in, I think. <laughs> a beautiful way, I think, to wrap up everything you've talked about with your six pillars. And um, I think the whole theme so far throughout the summit has been a lot around this. And we've heard how the world's going to be very different on the other side of COVID-19, but in a way better. And that yeah. we've been de- deconstructed, just like you say, being undone. Um, but when we find the light from within, you know, I guess the struggle we're going through helps us understand the difference. So when we move into the new, we're going to know what that feels like because we've been through the struggle. And the more we find our light from within, you know, the more we can contribute to society. Um, I know Dora's just commented that she loves that all of this is coming from a place of self-love and support rather than judgment and being critical of ourselves. Mm. Yeah. And actually, just to touch on that, Dora, one thing, um, another way to look at, you know, how how can I start with this is does it make you feel like you're contracting or you're expanding when you make the decision? And you said, like, coming from a place of support, like, do you get excited when you're supporting the farmers versus going to Woolworths? Like, I know if I go to Woolworths, I instantly feel contracted because I know I don't know the farmer. I don't know the people it's coming from. Whereas when I actually can give my money to a, a farmer and go, I know that you're going to go and serve your family and get excited about that. Like those things matter. She actually feels contracted when she goes to Walrus because she got kicked out once. <laughs> <laughs> it was when they were putting the beer another time. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another time. <laughs> Um, And then um, also in the Facebook group, we've got, yeah, um, Michelle saying it's a cool thing that we get to choose. We can redo things. Um, Shireen saying we're so blessed to have all these privileges. Lisa's agreeing with you, Dora. Lisa on Facebook is saying I feel the same as Dora. And I know Dora's just said, you know, the nutritional value of real food. And also when a farmer has put such love and care and attention into what they do on their farm, you know, you imbue that. Yeah, totally. Like we've done just like built our own little herb garden and stuff like that. We live in a unit and it's just that's what we can do for us in this space. But it's so exciting going and picking your own herbs and and you just get to think like every time you're you're giving back to that farmer or you're giving back to those people who have put so much energy and love into that, like you get to be a part of that, like, you know, and their family story. And it's a community thing. It's not just one person here. It's all of us got faith saying thanks great to know how blessed we are yes we are and I think every speaker has brought that forward and reminded us that the awakening of consciousness here is up to all of us and and it's happening um Liz Ross has sent I love you guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that's right just with the collective consciousness right you've got so many you know light workers and that out there people that have been really meditating on a way that to heal the earth and to um you know, to become superhuman, like this is what we've manifested. Mm. This is what we've manifested. And it's possibly not the way that people thought it would look. And so they've been like too attached to how it would look. They had a thought that oh, it will be love and light all the way, you know, but this is what revolution looks like. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. So not being in judgment of the way that it's um, manifesting itself in the world as well. Yeah. And I'm sure the butterfly looks at itself in a chrysalis and thinks, this is not what I thought I was going to turn out like. You know, it's not until they get out that they have the beautiful wings. Mm. So I want to wrap up by saying thank you so much, you guys, for sharing your insight and wisdom, your life experiences as well as your clients' experience, and also just your energy. And I think people listening and tuning in, Lucy Ellis has just said, great to see you guys. Well done. Thank Um, you. your energy, you know, shines through even though we're at a distance um, and over <laughs> the waves here on the internet. Thank you for sharing your energy. It's been fantastic um, and your passion, as Dora said, is so authentic. Much love mm-hmm. to both of you. Mwah, mwah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us. Oh, and thank you to you everyone too. for watching. We really appreciate your time and energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's tuning in later, make sure if you've got questions or comments, if you're in the Facebook group, you can drop them below and Case and Urbane might jump in later and and answer back, which is one of the great things about this summit is you get to interact with our speakers. They don't just leave the stage and that's it. So please, if you've got questions or comments and you want to pop them into the Facebook group, which is called the Superhuman Summit, these guys will be sure to check in later. And now we're going to hop off because we're going to hop back on in a moment for our co-founder, Michelle Crawford. So see you all at one o'clock for Michelle Crawford going live very soon. Thanks, guys.